the human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted that you joined us today. Whether it's on the live show or whether you're downloading it later, I'm delighted to have you with us. A couple of little announcements. You know, every week I tell people to go to the blog. Well, the blog is down. It's having an extreme makeover. It's being moved to a different server. It's doing all kinds of things. I figure that in dog years, it's 70 years old, and it's time for it to get an update. It's in bad need. So hopefully in a day or two, the blog will be back up and really going well again. From the the template I've seen, it, it's going to look really, really good. So please come back and visit the blog. The other thing is this, just as it was time for the show to start, um, some painters moved into my front door. They're painting the the condo complex and wouldn't you know that the moment it's time for the show to start the painters start painting uh the wall right outside me so if you hear some talking and some spanish uh it's not me it's the painters and we welcome them it's you know they're doing a really great job and i'm i'm glad they're out there (laughs) the timing is just a little off And we talk a lot about fear these days, and we hear that saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. Well, you know, that's not such an easy thing to do when you're on the end of feeling the fear. We hear things like the only way out is through, and you wonder how you do that. How do you go through it? It's easy to tell somebody else, if you're afraid of public speaking, for example, then do some public speaking. Or if you're afraid of being lonely, go meet somebody or go volunteer someplace where you'll meet people. It's easy to give this kind of advice. It's not so easy to follow it when you're the one that has the fear. Most of us have something we're afraid of or afraid to do. Now, let me ask you, what would you like to do that you're afraid to do? Are you afraid that if you try it, you'll fail? Do you think that you just don't have the skill set or even, yikes, that you're not good enough? What if you knew of a five-step program to fight your biggest fears and allow you to move forward to an extraordinary life living your dream? Would you do it? Think about it. Today, we're going to talk about just such a five-step program, and we have with us Adam Kirk Smith, who has written the book, The Bravest You, Five Steps to Find Your Passion and Unlock Your Extraordinary Life. Adam Smith is an entrepreneur, life coach, consultant, and motivational speaker, Named one of the most influential people of 2014 by American Genius, Smith has written for Entrepreneur and Success Magazine and has been featured in Newsday and other media. He hosts a weekly podcast called Live Life on Purpose. He recently published his new book, The Bravest You, 
and it is my honor to welcome Adam Smith to the Self-Improvement Show. Adam, welcome. Thanks for having me, Irene. This is going to be a, a fun conversation. I think so. It always is. It always is yep. for me. <laughs> I don't know whether it's always fun for my guests, but it's always fun for me. I'm going to ask you that question that I start every show with. Tell us about yourself. Who is Adam Smith? You know, I'm just a guy trying to help other people. You know, with my new, my brand new book, The Bravest You, I'm equipping people to be brave with their ideas. As you mentioned, I mean, fear is such... An important topic because everybody deals with fear. Um, I, uh, I'm not one to believe that everyone can necessarily be fearless completely their entire lives. Fear is real. And so, um, I am, I'm just someone trying to help people. And you know, where that comes from really is that, you know, I grew up pretty shy, pretty timid. Um, and, you know, around the college years, I started branching out a little bit and through my 20s, found some things that worked and talking to people over the years. As you mentioned, I'm a, a coach and consultant, um, just talking to people over the years, figuring some things out about how people can fight their fears and really wanted to equip people with this message because I believe I believe it's important and, uh, and I know it works. You heard a sermon when you were a child about fear, and you talk about what it did to you. And I think that's a really important story because I think many of us heard things like this, maybe not about fear but about something else, when we were small and it impressed us so that it impeded our ability to go forward with some degree of equanimity. Uh, Tell us the story. What did you hear and what did it do to you? You know, sitting in church, I was, I was raised in a Christian home. I'm still a Christian. Um, but this, uh, you know, this pastor preached a sermon on, you know, God doesn't give a spirit of fear. And so, you know, if, if I'm honest, you know, if we dive deep into my life and, and where this message came from, it's, uh, it's probably the guilt associated with a lot of it's probably wrapped up in, in that time of, of my life. Um, and just really wanting people to know that it's okay to fear. Fear is normal. Uh, but going back to that sermon and, and hearing that and wrestling with, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I'm timid and shy and, and fearful and, and hate meeting new people and, um, you know, meeting new people and talking to new people in school makes me almost want to throw up and, and just being <laughs> yeah. at this point of shyness where um, where I wanted to be someone completely different than than who I was and really not knowing how to get there or how to wrestle with that. And that was through high school. I mean, that was in college, too. Um, just learning to be comfortable in my own skin, really diving in to what is true um, what is okay to feel? Um, just wrestling with those things, especially fear, is a topic that people just don't like to talk about because it's not comfortable. Um, yeah, well, yeah, it's and, interesting you know, you, that we're fearful of talking about fear, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's something we all deal with, but we like to put up this front that we're not experiencing fear. 
for for whatever reason, <laughs> you know. Uh, we all experience it, yet we don't want to discuss it with people. And that vulnerability that's found in discussing really, you know, when you begin to open up to people, create relationships, talk about fear, those things that, that you know, just aren't comfortable. Um, not only do better relationships form, but, um, you know, it's, it's this ability to relate that we can open up and find out, hey, I'm not so weird after all. I'm not uh, fulfilling this. It's important, and, and we need to begin talking about our fears. Oh, I couldn't agree more. It's interesting to me, too, that <clears throat> something you hear as a child from someone who is important in your life carries such weight and is so no. hard to overcome when you realize that you know you can make your own choice about how you feel about it. We don't know as yeah. children that we can do that. Which tells right. adults, yeah. hey, be careful. <laughs> right, and I was fortunate, too. I mean, this was a sermon that I heard in church, but my my parents were great at lifting my self-esteem, but not everybody has that journey, you know, and so my, my experiences are different from listeners' experiences as they are from yours, Irene. Um, absolutely, you know, we're all different. We're yeah, so different. Yeah, we we absolutely. all have our own idea of fear. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we can read a dictionary definition for sure. But how do you define fear? What does you know, how do you describe fear? What does it mean when you're talking about it in your book? You know, I, so first of all, I, I identify the top ten fears that people face as the fears of inadequacy, of uncertainty, of failure of rejection, of missing out, of change, of losing control, of being judged, of something bad happening, and of getting hurt. Those are the top 10 fears is talking to people through my own experience too that I've found are the top 10 fears that people face. So that's what I'm talking about there. But fear itself, I identify as all the voices that come to us uh, telling us all the reasons we can't. So what ah, I is. like that. Yeah. Yeah. All the reasons yeah. we can't. All the reasons we can't. And, and so, you know, a lot of this has to do with self-belief, too. Um, and that's in the book as well. But, um, you know, it, it, as we'll talk about later, there's a process that I've come up with. And, and fear oh, we, in that. But um, We are yeah. going to talk about that. In the introduction to your book, you say we all have a responsibility to find bravery because there are people who are waiting for us to fight our fears and to embrace our futures. Talk a little bit about that. It's an interesting concept that other people are waiting for us to fight our fears. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, The... The biggest thing with fear that I've seen is a lot of it is rooted in self. Um, you know, what what will I look like doing this, or what will people think of me instead of how can I serve others? And so when we flip it, you know, fear is, is a lot about me, <laughs> and, but when we think about bravery and showing up, uh, you know, I, I identify bravery as showing up time and time again filling in the gap between where we are and where we want to be and showing up time and time again to produce the work, produce the results that we, that we need to get there. 
And so when we think about other people, you know, a lot of fear goes away at that point. Um, I'm, again, I'm not saying that people can become completely fearless. Um, you know, new things arise in our lives out of nowhere. We can plan all we want to, but <laughs> we can't plan everything. And some things come up and, and fear comes. And um, But when we flip it to other people, yeah, they're, they're waiting on us. It, it's our responsibility to find bravery because we all have these ideas within us um, that need to come out, not only for ourselves, but for other people. They can impact other people. They can make other people better. And um, one of the most satisfying things in my own life, I'm sure you're the same way, Irene, is when we see other people uh, find their definition of success. And, and there's nothing more satisfying than that from maybe something that I shared or, or you know, on, on my blog or, or in my book. And, you know, if anything, I hope people walk away with just one idea from this book, if not many, um, to implement in their lives and to change things. Um, and, and all that happened with I had to get this idea out in the world because I truly believe that it, it would help people. You know, here you bring up several thoughts. One is, you know, I've written a couple articles that are around the idea of what other people think of me is none of my business. And sometimes I get a lot of opposition to that thought, but it's their business. It's not mine. It's their business, what they think of me as long as I'm doing what I believe I'm supposed to be doing. And that helped me, maybe more than any other thought, uh, helped me move into things that are new and maybe a little unknown. That's, you know, it doesn't matter what they think of me as long as I'm doing what I believe is the right thing to do. Yeah, Um, no, that's that's so important. And, you know, that's really... A lot of my work, it's like you get to this point of you do your best work and what you feel is necessary and you put it out there and, and your audience has a way of gravitating towards it. You know, those people um, that think negatively weren't going to be your audience to begin with. You know, a lot of this, I mean, your listeners, Irene, have gravitated towards your message um, because of who you are and the message that you have. And I think a lot of people have gravitated towards this book. Um, and told other people about it because because of that idea, you know, it's it, learning how um, not only to be comfortable in your own skin, but but hey, this this is a message that people need to hear. That I'm I'm tired of being so fearful of what other people think or maybe comparing ourselves to other that that it's time that that I do something with my life. Is that what led you to write the book? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of what led me to write the book was um, so in my coaching consulting business that I have through my blog, um, you know, a few hundred people over the past uh, four years, it would be um, just talking to a lot of people uh, about the things that they're that they're going through, and uh, this conversation of fear, all the voices telling them that they couldn't do what they know they ought to do, uh, some valid, some not. Um, but again, even, even in valid fears, we have to take action, you know, no matter how much we wish or pray or, or whatever, uh, it requires action to, to get to where uh, success, our definition of success is. 
Yeah, it really just came to, hey, people need this. They do just need this. People, yeah, seeing Ugh. people just beat up. Uh, we're going to have to go to break in. A, <laughs> we're going to have to go to break in a couple minutes. Okay. And wh- while we do that, I want people to be able to look around and find you. Maybe go to Amazon and look at your book. Maybe order it. So, how do people find you, and how do they find your book? Yeah, go to Amazon and just type in "The Bravest You." It'll be the first one that comes up. It's the title of the book. It's or, bright orange. You can't miss it. Yeah, yeah, you really can't. Or if <laughs> if you want to check out all my work, asmithblog.com, the book will be, uh, a link to the book is there. asmith.com or go to Amazon and find The Bravest You. Um, yep. And, and they'll find you. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. On that note, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be <clears throat> again to talk about the five-step bravery process. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Adam Smith, Adam Kirk Smith, who's written a book called The Bravest You. His website, I want to be sure to make it clear because we might not have, is asmithblog.com, asmithblog.com. 
Com. It's a very good site. Be sure you go and take a look at it. We were talking about complacency and playing it safe. Adam, what's the next stage? What comes after complacency? Yeah, the second stage of the process is the inspiration or ideas stage. And, and you know, the first stage is so important because better ideas and more ideas come when you make yourself available. And so that's why it's so important to clear our schedules to make room for this second stage. So the second stage uh, is important because people need to take the permission uh, to dream fearlessly. So this is the part here, the idea or inspiration stage, where we can be fearless. Uh, again, fear will come. That, that's the next stage. But right now on this idea and inspiration, so whatever ideas you have, it's important to just get them out instead of letting all the voices in your head tell you all the reasons you can't, either get them out on paper, you know, and, and let them out, uh, instead of editing them then. You can edit later. So a great question to ask here is, what would I do if I couldn't fail and I had all the time to work on it? It's an important question to ask. And again, going back to what we were talking uh, about at the beginning of this episode, everybody has a different experience, a different story. And they can use that perspective to their advantage when coming up with these ideas. The ideas that I come up with aren't going to be the same as, as anybody else, really, because they've had a different journey. And that's what's so beautiful about people's unique stories and, and relationships and getting to know people. Um, but people need to realize, this being said, people need to realize that they have the ideas they have in them for a reason. And the reason is you've, you've walked the journey you have. And that's a beautiful thing. These ideas that you have are actually meant to be built upon. Uh, very rarely is the first idea the one you will want to follow all the way to the end, but you can build ideas on top of your first idea maybe. Maybe it's your second or third or fourth idea built upon that first one that's going to be your final idea that you that you follow. And so this bravery process really helps people with their ideas and finding bravery with those ideas. So the third stage of the process is fear, the I can't do it stage. And I've already mentioned the top 10 fears that people face and that there are valid fears, uh, but I really love this statistic. It, it relaxes people about fear. The 85% of the things we fear don't happen. 30% of the things we fear happened in the past and 90% of the things we fear are considered insignificant. Uh, <laughs> That's so, good. You know, Say that again. I like it. 80%. Yeah. yeah, 85% of the things we fear don't even happen. 30% of those things happen in the past, and 90% are considered insignificant. That's really important for people to, to get, Um it relaxed me when I saw it, and that studies out of the University of Cincinnati. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's really cool to, to know that. Uh, but three points I present in, in this stage uh, in the book to help people know if the fears they're experiencing are a good thing is if you can impact a person in a way that changes their outlook uh, for the better, then it's worth pursuing. And if it moves you closer to developing a relentless passion, then it's worth pursuing. And if it moves you closer to achieving the courage you need uh, to reach success, 
then it's it's good to keep moving. And so if you're still moving forward afterwards, if you like the answers to those questions, then it's a good sign that it's probably time to move forward and, and that will take you to the to the fourth stage. And the fourth stage is passion. And the key here is to not just throw away passion like a buzzword because everybody's talking about it. And this comes from just talking to people over the years through research, through studies, from stage three of fear to stage five of bravery, the stage where we want to get to. The only thing that consistently took people to bravery that I found was passion. Whether it be the, you know, a woman that um, was losing passion in her uh, nine to five and, and wanted a uh, promotion, but she gained uh, passion and, and found the promotion that she wanted, or a chef that had lost passion over 20 years but regained passion and, and still runs his restaurant. Whatever the case was, it, it came up time and time again, this word passion. And I wrestled with using the word passion because it is so overused, and, and people keep talking about it, but it's a principle that works. And so principles that work are here to stay. People will continue talking about them. They've been talked about for years. Yeah. And it's truth. You know, that was, that was the thing about this book. I wanted it to be completely honest and to say that people can be completely fearless just it, no, it feel is. Honest, you know? <laughs> Let me so, ask you this. Do yeah. you find your passion or does your passion find you? You know, it's, it's both. The, you passion, so the root of passion simply means to endure. And so that definition oh. of bravery showing up time and time again, cur- the root meaning of courage is heart. And the root meaning of passion means to endure. And so this showing up again to do the necessary work to get where we want to, passion, it all just fits together so nicely, kind of as, as a puzzle, you know. It's it, heart, the heart given, the passion to endure, to get to where we need to be, to where we want to be. It's It really is the internal drive to succeed. And so this means that, that when we're passionate, we're willing to endure. And so if we can think about Listeners, what do you want to be brave in? What fears do you have? I mean, there's some neat exercises in the book that that people can do. But that thing that we most want to get to, are are you even doing the right thing? You know, are you passionate about it? Because to tell you the truth, you know, going back to, you know, how my business started. So I have to go back 10 years to where uh, I started a blog 10 years ago when family and friends were the only one that knew about it, probably only seven readers, you know, seven to 10 readers a month. And then, you know, over two or three or four uh, years, it, then it built, uh, built up every year, started a few different blogs, landed on the blog as I know it today to better serve my audience because people were coming to me for help with life plans and, and business coaching plans. Um, I started a business to better serve my audience, and, and it just grew into what it is today. But my passion of writing is where all this started. It's funny how life works. Of course, 10 years ago, anybody listening, 10 years ago, you could have never guessed that you were exactly where you are today. And it's Oh, just, absolutely not. You know, decisions that we make along the way that 
that um, that take us where we end up. And so this this idea of passion, I know it's a word that a lot of people are, are talking about, but I don't want people to just throw it away. I want people to really to really look at passion. And, so what and does passion mean to you? When you use the word passion, what are you talking about in your book? You know, the, the passion to endure. So when I, when I say it, it's, you know, passion being to endure because the ideas that we have. And so all those 10 fears that, that come, the top 10 fears that people will face in their lifetime as to whatever idea that they want to pursue, that passion is the endurance um, that will get them there. But my passion, you know, is it goes back to making everything that I do about other people. It's what wakes me up in the morning. It's what keeps me up late at night. It's what, you know, keeps me coming up with, with better ideas. That's where my passion comes from. And that's what keeps me showing up day in, day, in, day out. It's what keeps me writing books. It's what keeps me producing new work, better work. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where I found my passion is, is other people. It, it, uh, it is that way. And I'm only guessing that it will always be that way. And so the fifth and final stage is bravery. Um, as you, as we've already talked about, but, um, all of this to say, you know, we've gone through the five stages. One of the most important questions you can ask yourself is, are your ideas more important than your fears? And if they are, then passion takes over. Ah, nice. So what does bravery look like and feel like to you? What are you talking about in terms of bravery? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's important to note, I think, that bravery is a process. You know, the the, advice, the old advice of just do it, just show up, it really takes out the emotional part of, of human beings. You know, we're all humans. We, we all experience different emotions, ups and downs, fear, <laughs> and uh, it is a process. And so uh, bravery, again, it's not giving up. It's showing up again and again and, until you find success. Bravery is knowing what you need to do and, and filling the gap between that and where you currently are. You know, for me, the four years of writing a book, I, uh, you know, I, I found that showing up every single day to write is not always convenient. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I, I've got a family, I've got other, you know, I've got another business, I've got uh, friends, you know, I've got other commitments and to, to show up and write every day, to, to be alone for that much time um, and self-defeating thoughts along the way and, and learning how to beat those. And, you know, it's, it, it takes effort to show up. It takes intentionality, whatever it may be, you know, for, for business, whatever that means to listeners um, in life, to show up time and time again and, and, Finding what that is that where you can find passion, and so I would I would challenge people, you know, listeners wondering where they're going to find passion to to maybe flip to to other people instead of always self. You know, in the beginning of starting this, if I'm honest, a lot of where um, 
a lot of things where I came from was ego-driven, self-driven, and not always about other people. And be, you know, gaining blog subscribers or followers or listeners, it was, I was doing it for, for self, you know, instead of serving others. And that's a, that's a huge mistake. You know, I, I, to beat that, I took at first three months off of social media and then six months and then even close to a year <laughs> off social media because I was trying to not only, uh, you know, beat down this ego, but fight this addiction <laughs> that was, you know, always checking my phone and such. And, uh, but, you know, coming back with a new perspective after almost a year off social media, it was, uh, you know, finding this purpose that, Hey, I'm, I'm here to serve other people with, with ideas. Not only that, but with the work that I do, you know, it's, it's a game changer. It's a, it's a life changer. It really is. It is, is that. And on that note, we need to go to break. This is Irene Connell with my guest, Adam Smith, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on bravery. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Adam Kirk Smith, who's authored the book, The Bravest You, Five Steps to Fight Your Biggest Fears, Find Your Passion, and Unlock Your Extraordinary Life. Uh, We've talked to this point about the large areas of fears that most people or many people experience. We've talked about the five-step bravery process so let's let's put some real let's bring this into some reality let's talk about something that seems to fall into most of the categories and that's the fear of public speaking it just ties most people into knots Um, this fear that people have of public speaking can involve most of the these root fears the fear of inadequacy failure rejection 
losing control, being judged. Oh, that's a big one, being judged. Something bad happened. You know, I always I used to do a lot of public speaking, and I was always afraid that when I was going up to the, the podium, I would drop my book with notes, and you know what had happened? It was okay. Yeah. And the last one was getting getting hurt. Yeah, I could get hurt. I, I could just fall apart up there. Let's say that my job requires me to do public speaking in front of large crowds and I'm not going to get a promotion until I start doing this. It's really important that I do it. I've got this fear that just makes my knees go to mush and my voice, you know, my my throat dries up. I can't speak. Walk me through the bravery process so I can get from this place of fear to an ability to at least give it my best shot. Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. You know, it. Um, I'm speaking from experience myself because that the fear of public speaking actually used to be my number one fear, and and now I do it often. Uh, you know, a lot of it is a lot of the success I have found is is found in practice. Uh, this is more practical, and then we'll get into um, in, into the bravery process, but. Yeah, I mean, success is found in the odds of showing up. So however many times we show up, the better we become at something. Uh, I think it's so important that um, to not necessarily compare ourselves to people that are much farther along than we are at what we're trying to do. And, and what I mean by that, you know, if, if somebody is just starting out public speaking, then my question to them is how many times have you spoken in public? You know, and and if, you know, getting up your first time, you, you can't expect to knock it out of the park the first time. You just, you just can't. But you so, might. <laughs> you might. Um, but very rarely does somebody do that, that I've seen. And, and you know, um, just in my experience and in, in sitting in crowds the first time, you know, and there's different things for that. Going to Toastmasters or, or booking different gigs or or whatever that might be uh, a lot of it a lot of success is just showing up and, and doing it time and time again i can say i feel a lot more comfortable um speaking after a hundred times than than my first time and a lot of that just um had to do with being in comfort being comfortable in front of a room being comfortable in my own skin practicing the same topic over and over again until i became comfortable with the ins and outs of it, you know, um, even with radio interviews, you know, my hundredth radio interview for the book is, a, is probably a lot better than, than the first one. And so, uh, I would just, you know, tell people to, to not only try to imagine these huge things that we want to do and, and speak in front of large audiences, but challenging people to, to start small. You know, if you want to speak in front of an audience through your job, then what does that look like um, if you go, if you join a Toastmasters or can you talk, can you present in front of your friends multiple times or can you practice in front of a mirror? Um, You know, a lot of, a lot of fear, especially that, that fear of inadequacy is rooted in just not enough experience. You know, the, the more often we do things, the more familiar we come, the more adequate we feel. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of times we just need, 
we just need more experience. That's really practical advice, but but it's true. The second thing practical is realistic expectations that I mentioned there. You know, and instead of comparing ourselves, then you know we 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 need to be learning from other people, and then implement things we see in other speakers that we want. Um, to implement for ourselves in the next time we talk to an audience. Um, but, you know, to, to fight fear, we must take action with our goals. That's where the bravery process comes in, um, because correct action is what strengthens our confidence levels. And we must be, you know, a lot of people deal with perfectionism. I have myself in the past. Hmm. Um, you know, it's yeah. a plague. You know, we, we try to be perfect the first time, so we never attempt. <laughs> we never we never make the attempt because we're not perfect yet. You know, we, we say we'll start someday, and someday becomes never. You know, it, it, but um, so we, we have to be okay with making mistakes. Um, so, again, you, you know one of the things... One of the things yeah. I found in public speaking and other things is if you mess up and you recover and, and you even can find humor in it and say, hey, you know, I, I've often said, oops, you know, hey, let's go do that again. Right. And, and oh, yeah. afterwards, you'll find somebody almost every time somebody will come up to you and say, I'm so glad that happened because now it makes me feel a little better about being able to do it myself, and if I mess up, you know, it, it didn't bother me for you to mess up, so it probably doesn't bother other people when I do it. I, I'm so glad that happened. I, oh, I don't know whether you've experienced it, but I certainly have a number of times, and it, it kind of got me over needing to be perfect when I speak, yeah. and I'm never perfect when I speak. Yeah. Oh, neither am I. You know, I think of uh, two weeks ago, I spoke to an audience, and, and just like you, I kind of turned it into something humorous and, and went on, and, you know, it, you just, if you don't let on to the audience that you, that you made a mistake, then they're, you know, they don't know otherwise. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, so that's the practicality of it, you know, and, and talking earlier about our fears rooted in what will I look like or what will people think of me instead of how can I serve people, how can I serve this audience, you know, when we get in front of people and, and talk about that. But um, so now applying that uh, bravery process to uh, public speaking, uh, you know, the, the complacency is that knowing what we ought to do, which is the practice, you know, and the idea, and then the fear of what people think of us. But then this passion of, of serving people, I know, you know, it, it really went with public speaking too. When I when I found that passion was the the key to confidence and, and bravery, when I turned it around to not only thinking about me, like you know, am I going to stumble over these words, and, and began to have fun with it, and, and, you know, and and um, not only knowing what my message was, you know, the more I spoke about it, of course, the more confident I became, but really becoming passionate about helping people, uh, becoming better at the, the art of speaking. You know, if this person that has a job that requires you to do public speaking, you know, if, if you have to do it, then you might as well um, put in the work to become better instead of, 
instead of looking at it as a negative thing. You know, what's funny is I can look at my own experiences and having jobs in the past that forced me to speak in front of a team or in front of people. It's just been lessons and building blocks for what I do today, and I can look back on that. So in the midst of that, maybe people can't see that, but what if, you know, what is that person's goal? Do you do you want to have an audience in another way? Um, you know, you, this could just be this job that you're in, you're not like, liking to speak in front of large audiences. Um, it could be practice for something greater in the future. You know, Irene, maybe those times that you spoke was, was for this podcast. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to say, um, but everything in life serves to a greater purpose. I'm under the belief of, you know, that the, that the more we um, do now, it's just going to serve it's just going to serve later. And so, yeah, in public speaking, how can we serve other people with what we have to say? Making sure that um, people are benefiting with what we, from what we have to say, but also giving them action points that they can walk away with later. You know, not just, um, just talking about what has to be said, you know, for your job, but, but thinking about it out of the box. Use that as a, and even asking for people to chime in, you know, um, having other people chime in too and turning it into something fun really uh, squashes the just the the pressure and the and the nervous energy, you know, and 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 getting feedback and just feeding off of each other. There's so much practicality to that, but that's how the bravery process would work: is finding passion in our message, believing in what we're saying and then a passion for helping other people. And when you have that, you know, you, you can do it. Yeah. You know, I, I read about how people prepare for TED Talks. I think most people are familiar with TED Talks now. And, and I always am amazed at how, how smooth these talks are, how good they are. And then I read... What they do to prepare for these and the pre- pre- preparation is uh, big. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he, they practice and practice and practice with the mentors um, at the at the uh, before well before the event, and you have to uh, prepare a lot before you're even accepted to to go to that part. You, you have to have a a really great message, and they have to see that you know how you can deliver it. All of those things go into one TED Talk. And, yeah, and you know, far if, too often if people see that final TED Talk and don't realize what you just said, Irene. I mean, there's so much work and preparation. Far too, far too often people look at 10 and 20 years of practice into the same thing and see where people are and and wonder how they got there, maybe even jealous of, of them. And it's like you didn't. You know, you didn't yeah. see 10 or 20 the, years of, of behind the scenes. You but know? the thing is, we could all do it if that's what we wanted yeah. to do and we were willing to put the time into it. On that note, we're right up to the end of this show. Can you believe that? It's gone by so quickly. What's yeah. the thought you'd like to leave our listeners today? You know, it's going to be on this topic of fear. I just really want people to really focus on this because it's where 
self-doubt can start fading away and self-belief can begin coming in. So my advice here, the last tip would be to begin focusing on all the reasons that you can. Make those bigger than all the reasons that you can't. Because when you do this, bravery is close by. It's right around the corner. Wonderful thought and very in keeping with the whole idea of self-improvement. Adam, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate you and what you've done, and I know our listeners do as well. Absolutely, Irene. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. It was fun talking with you. It is fun. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Adam Kirk-Smith, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.